Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Thursday, September the 28th, 2017. We are almost in the spoopiest time of year. It is approaching, and we've, since sometime last week, apparently, crossed the threshold into pumpkin spice, virtually everything, so every female in your life that wears Uggs and those uh, sweatpants with Juicy written across the ass end of them, they're eating up every single pumpkin spice muffin, drinking every pumpkin spice latte. They might even have pumpkin spice shampoo at this point in their lives and I apologize for all the men that aren't a big fan of it because I fucking love that shit. It's delicious. Well, I don't, I don't, know what's I don't even about it. that whole thing. What? It's that uh, it's still like ninety degrees out around, or whatever. It's like thirty Celsius or whatever. So they're confused as to what to wear. They don't know if they should be busting out the yoga pants and Uggs with the pumpkin spice, uh, but they yeah. should still be in their summer clothes. The confusion is hilarious. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not particularly confused here in in Canada. Um, it's it's consistently until there's snow on the ground at university campuses everywhere. You wear shorts and flip flops until there's at least six inches on the ground, and then and only then do you actually put on real, honest to god shoes. Uh, and, and anything before that is apparently unacceptable. I just realized that I didn't change the white balance on my camera yet, so I'm. <laughs> I'm living in the water today, boys. I'm underwater. Uh, we got a good show for you lined up today. Gentlemen, I'll, I will, uh, before I go any further, how are both of you doing? Mr. Black, how are you this week? I'm all right. Spent uh, yeah. pretty much the whole day in bed, so I did that. Got up at like noon. Well, I woke up at nine, and it was like a Netflix day, and so... I got out of bed at 12, went and got food, came home, and went into a food coma, slept for about four hours, and woke up at like 6.30 when Kayla texted me and then called and said, what do you want for supper? And so I just crawled out of bed 10 minutes ago to come down here. And when I'm done here, I will crawl back into bed, and I will sleep for 8 to 10 hours, and then I will tackle Not bad. tomorrow. Not bad. I'm only I'm only just realizing that somehow, and this is scaring me just a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Somehow, Adobe Audition does not have any of my presets at all. Period. And I don't know. I don't know why that's the case. That's kind of scaring me a bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound fine uh, to me, buddy. You sound great, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, but I'm I'm gonna yeah. Well, I'll worry about it later. Uh, I guess for today, we'll just roll with it. But you did hit gonna... the record button, though, right? Oh yeah. Oh no, we're we're everything else is going fine, but for whatever reason, they're not there. Uh, I hope they are there somewhere, or I'm gonna be a very salty Mister Novavor when I have to redo every godforsaken preset <laughs> all over again. Um. But yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tabeen, how are you doing this week? You, you've had an eventful week, to say the least. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been very long. Um, it's going to get even longer tomorrow. Um, I also have to figure out, um, they were supposed to ship my desk to me in like two big boxes so that it'll be easier to manage because I live in an apartment. 
Instead, they just shipped a giant freight container thing in one box. So I have to, like, figure out how to deal with that tomorrow. I'm going to leave that for tomorrow. Um, also, finally, I don't know if anyone... Yeah, you guys can't see it. It's just cut off out of frame. But uh, I've got mm. my wonderful computer up and running. I will be messing around with that this weekend as well. <sighs> only taking three weeks of my life away from me. New computers. It's so pretty. They're... They're both amazing and also a giant pain in the ass for at least two weeks after you've put them together. Something has to go wrong consistently until it smooths out, but it's looking good. I'm liking it. I like the, I like the blue choice that you went for the, uh, for the, the, the liquid. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. That electric blue or whatever. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting yes. some 1990s Michael Jordan Gatorade uh, type vibes off of this I'll color. I'll pictures up on my Twitter once it's like all done. I'm just doing the uh, regular water cooling stuff, you know, letting it bleed, all that jazz. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, we do, like I said, have a, um, a wonderful show lined up for you today. Um, a lot of small stuff. No major, no major crazy over-the-top stuff happened this week. Uh, but some kind of fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to assume that all three of us played Red Dead Redemption. Am I correct in saying that? Um, yeah. Red Dead Redemption was a pretty damn good game, to say the least. Uh, I think Red Dead Redemption was better than Grand Theft Auto 4, and not by a small margin. Um, really, really good game, and I stand by the fact that it has the greatest late title card of all time in any video game, possibly even crossing over into movies. I might even drag it over into a totally different medium. It was so good, the late title card in that game. Uh, but Red Dead 2, I say all that, I haven't exactly been, you know, crawling out of my skin to get in on, on Red Dead 2. I know it's going to be a good game. The odds of it being bad are markedly low. Uh, but I've not been, you know, dying to play it. And they just gave this trailer that came out, this is today? This was today, right? Yeah, this came they, out? They did today, and they had like a live stream announced thing. Yeah, did. so they did a bit of a bit of fanfare. So watch that trailer. Um, I don't know if both of you guys saw it, uh, but the trailer, pretty good. And uh, as expected, graphically, very impressive. Uh, looks quite incredible, to be honest. The lighting specifically uh, impressed the, the hell out of me. Um... Similar to like, you know, you see, you see some of these real life Grand Theft Auto 5 mods that come out. Uh, the lighting in the engine that the game uses by default is already really damn good. Uh, and so it's usually the animation or a transitional animation or something that really takes you out of the game. Because otherwise, you can, you can get some borderline photorealistic type stuff coming out of that engine. Uh, and, uh, and so they, they aren't disappointing uh, with this. What did you guys think of the trailer? Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it's Red Dead. I'm not going crazy to play it, but I probably will. Um, I like that there isn't a Red Dead out every two years, so chances are it's going to be quality um, instead of just quantity and just selling copies. Uh, mm. Trailer looked... I mean, the trailers these days are looking more and more like movies. I mean, they're just... They're cutting... Basically Especially Rockstar stuff. Yeah, they, they'd go out of their uh, way to be like that. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. I got really nothing bad to say about it. I 
I thought Red Dead was awesome. I I didn't think it was like a groundbreaking game. Um, it it mm-hmm. felt like Grand Theft Auto, but in the Wild Wild West, which it's is infinitely quality, better. High quality release. Yeah, it, it's, it's infinitely Will Smith. better than than uh, than Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion. Um, I, I just like the whole Western world and time. I think that's really cool. Um, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a huge success. I mean, I wish I could sit here and say some negative things about it, but there's really nothing negative to say about it. It looks good. <laughs> it just looks my, good. My only negative, my only negative on it is that they did the same thing they always do. They literally just said Xbox one PS4, no PC yet, you know, GTA five and all that's done a ton for them. Have they announced otherwise? I haven't. I, I mean, I haven't personally seen because I've only seen PS4 and Xbox one. And I'm like, come on guys. It's 2017. Yeah. Well, I mean, You're I think the they do those. I think those do do those things for a reason. It keeps the game, keeps the game relevant, keeps the game talking. They're going to sell a bunch of copies now, and then six months, a year down the road, they'll release it for PC, and they'll sell it again. And the people that bought it for consoles will go and buy it for PC as well um, to play it online or to play modded versions of it or whatever. There is a strategic reason why these companies don't do this. And also, um, they probably got a pretty big deal with consoles as well. There's probably an exclusivity deal uh, where this sell this is what will sell consoles. These these are the things that sell consoles. Period. So um, there is it's it's not the fact that it's 2017. They, it's the fact that they they're probably in the went money up to making Microsoft business. And said, "Hey, and how much would show. it take? For, how much would you give us to not put this on PC for a while?" <clears throat> it's the and same thing with Destiny. It's the same them. thing with yeah. all of these games. There's a there's a method to it. To say that they couldn't release a game on all platforms at the same time is just stupid. There's a, there's a reason why these companies do it, and it's because they make tons of money, and the diehards will buy them on multiple things. I mean, people either you own a PS4 or you own an Xbox One, one of the two if you're a console gamer, and you everybody owns a PC. The vast majority of people own PCs, so you're gonna buy it then, and the diehards will buy it again down the road. Because that's what diehard gamers do. Yeah, I'm particularly interested to see either before or after it hits PC, if uh, just how far they take the online stuff, like they've done with GTA Five. I mean, they've they ran wild with GTA Five. They really stretched that out. And I'm while while none of what and I mean none of what they did with the online portion of GTA Five interested me in the slightest. It was all. Pretty damn well done. All of it looked great. All of it played great. It went over well the majority of the time with the people that were diehards for it. Uh, a whole community on Twitch sprung up around RP servers for Grand Theft Auto V. Um, uh, online mode. E- everything about it just, they killed it. And 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 it was kind of, it wasn't like super quiet, low key, but, but you'd only really ever hear about it either A, when they released something new for that online mode, or B, when they, when somebody came out and said, oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, Grand Theft Auto V is still selling, like, absolute gangbusters. And and this game had been out forever at that point, and it was people buying it because of the online mode. So uh, I think there's probably a huge number of people who are uh, probably quite interested in how they're going to transfer that into, if they do at all, the Red Dead environment. And I think there's a lot of really crazy stuff I'm sure that that Rockstar is trying to brew up uh, for that and I think that's probably going to be one of the more compelling things about it because I think everyone is kind of 
with a mindset that the single player campaign for this game is going to be pretty great. <laughs> it's it's going to be well done. It's going to be cinematic. The characters are going to be uh, are are likely to all be really well done. The writing, the voice acting, it's a rock star main game production and uh almost all of the games that they put out without fail have been just shy of perfect scores from damn near everyone. It's crazy. Like their their record is is not so I think the the real story here for me is what they do and how well they do the the online portion because I mean you know people are dying to just go out on horseback and do crazy shit with a bunch of with a bunch of other people out in like Jeff said the wild wild west and how many people are going to be playing that dope Will Smith song from the 90s in the background the whole time that's going <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever actually I only it's ever bad. think of it I, I only ever think of the movie when I hear the song. You've done There's no a other favor. times. You've done yourself a favor. Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. Uh, very true. Well, next, Valve. Uh, Valve went a bit. I'm not going to say ham. I think Valve did something that they probably needed to do a very long time ago. And I don't know if it's because they were just trying to figure out how they were going to make this happen or not. They need to I'm, go I'm bigger. not sure. Yeah, the, I think this is a good first step. But this looks like a toe in the water. Uh, when we, we needed like the entire left or right leg <laughs> for the first, for the first attempt. So Valve removed 173 shovelware type games, the recycled assets. Um, there was a YouTuber who, uh, Sid Alpha, who's pretty well known, who did a really like, I'm going to say many months, maybe even into the years, like going after and, and detailing this whole ring of whatever the hell these are these games are supposed to be uh and eventually i guess valve decided that they were going to do something about it so they removed a bunch of them the 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 idea here is um there were a handful uh, or there still is really a handful of studios who are using things like the unity engine and and other similar engines and just cranking games out that uh use basic assets and and more often than not uh, recycled assets from other games to pump out these super inexpensive. They're not even really games. They ba- they're barely they're barely games. But you spend almost no they're money even, on it. They're not even mobile games. No, and then and then on top of that, so the, I guess the the general idea is, of course, they can then attach Steam trading cards to these games uh, for people to get, and then those Steam trading cards can be turned for a small but added up enough. Uh, substantial profit, and when the game is only costing you next to nothing, uh, then it stands to reason that you can then almost generate your own money <laughs> by uh, by just continuing to crank these games out for the, for the cards. And so, uh, it was a it's a massive abuse of Steam system. Uh, it floods the Steam market with absolute trash as as the basic problem with the whole thing. But uh, but yeah, those other issues. Um, stand uh, stand to rise now i know that's that's kind of like a one and done kind of topic so um i don't know we can uh, i guess the way i wanted so, to expand this was how uh, and, and panic if you have other things to say about it as well yeah i kind of wanted to mention to give like people an idea on how bad of a problem this was yeah um, absolutely steam, go for it steam released like you know 86 titles or not as they, they published some number of titles, which wasn't a lot during July and August. Um, and 
Okay, actually, no, they, they did research. Um, 10% of all games released in July and August on Steam was from these from the, the, the company or two that they mentioned removing, which was Silicon Echo and Zonatron um, Productions. Um, hmm. If you think about that and you think about what you've been seeing on Steam for the past couple months, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, how Steam has yeah. gotten so annoying because you go and look at it and it's just like shovelware everywhere. You're like... You don't care about 99% of the games because they all look like trash. And mm-hmm. this is like a direct result of that. But even then, I'm like, why didn't they do this months ago? They've known this has been happening. And we we as consumers see it all the time. You see all those garbage games just coming out on Steam that look like indie titles. But you're like, all right, why bother? So, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. like, good job, Valve. But, like, we needed this months ago. And you guys you know, you need to go even harder because there are some ridiculous games that you're letting get out there. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know who the hell was buying those trading cards. Like, why? Well, here's well here. uh, There are people. I mean, there's a lot of people that use Steam. I mean, they have they have a a, for all intents and purposes, it's basically a monopoly on the PC game market. Is just basically what Steam is, uh, as far as a storefront that isn't a secondhand retailer like a a G2A or or Green Man or whatever. So yeah, uh, there are a substantial number of people on the Steam platform. Uh, And just like with anything, if there is something to be collected, no matter how frivolous or ridiculous that thing is, there is a guaranteed minimum number of people that are going to want to have as many of those things as humanly possible. And when it comes to Steam cards, there's no physical space being taken up. It's just look at how many Steam cards I have, right? Uh, And so it's... It's and and again and I mean I don't know if this was ever done and I don't even know if it's possible but it sounds like it is. Imagine as that one of those developers, one of them put out eighty four games in two months. It represented ten percent of all releases on Steam in the two month window. They crank all those games out and these games, the ones that I've I've seen have like some of these are less than a dollar for the game. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking ninety nine cents. Some are even free to play. Some yeah, some of you didn't even it didn't even matter. So you're making your own games, and you're making enough of them, and then you go out and you get your own you get your own trading cards from your cheap ass games. Some of these cards are worth you know ten fifteen cents a pop. Your game's only ninety nine cents, and then you then you you know you push your cards out to the market, and you and yeah, it's like a, the the profit margin wouldn't be huge, but you think. There's got to be a long ball play for these guys to be doing this crap. They're not just, you know, I mean, really. So I, it's it's a little weird. I don't know what the solution is for Steam because they're in a bit of a rock and a hard place. On one hand, they want to be able to be a marketplace where indie, de- like honest to God, indie developers and and single single people. Like another popular segment is the RPG maker crowd, where they go out and they make a game and they put it on Steam and it's like four ninety nine and it's called you know. Uh, Dragon Super Ultra, you know, Final Chrono, you know, whatever fantasy, and they throw that out there, and it's and then and and there's a, you know like five people will buy it and they pat themselves on the back and they go out and make another RPG Maker game. That's fine. They're not nobody is out there like playing RPG Maker games on the market yeah. to try and like make millions. But uh, but right now the gate seems too open on Steam. For what can get in, and then the thing that's kind of that kind of for me, and I don't understand the uh, how exactly everything on the marketplace works for Steam, but then they have like the green light thing, 
where uh, you would green figure been toned down most a lot. of yeah, but you would figure green light would in a perfect world be the solution at least partially for this problem whereby you have to vet some of this crap coming in. Like, if Steam sees somebody's going to try and put their game up for 99 cents, there's got to be a vetting process for that, because if not, then we're going to end up with this exact issue. So I don't know what the solution is. I'm sure I'm sure Valve doesn't want to have to dedicate people, you know, people resources to be weeding these out on a monthly basis and removing them from the marketplace. You've got to stop them before they ever hit the marketplace. You've got to be proactive about it. And maybe revamping Greenlight and the self-publishing process on Steam is part of it. I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, 173 sounds like a lot. That is a drop in the bucket on Steam for how many of these (laughs) games exist. It's pretty crazy uh, how many of them are out there. I mean, think about it. Again, 84 games in two months. (laughs) 84 of them. It's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But if you, uh, like, uh, and, and like Panic said, just to try and get uh, Jeff in, I don't know if, uh, you've probably noticed that when you go to Steam and you're like, you're trying to find a game to play or maybe you just want to find something silly to play or whatever if you're ever on your downtime and you go in and you're looking at like new and, uh, or like new and upcoming or whatever, you're going through these lists and even when you get into some of the more like specific lists, just the sheer amount of shit that you have to comb through sometimes before you hit like a, a an honest to god game title is is kind of ridiculous. Have you ever seen that? Like have you ever gone looking and then you just like why am I why am I like <laughs> you feel like you're at the thrift shop and you're like going yeah. through all the all the bins and shit trying to find like that that one good t-shirt and every other one has like don't air stains on it and shit. So like <laughs> you ever had that problem? I mean, I I've I've seen the crap on Steam, but I don't spend a lot of time on Steam, so I mean, uh, yeah, I think the only time I ever really dig into Steam is when I was trying to find like VR games or, you know, in weird or puzzle games or trying to find a horror game yeah. to play. Yeah. But I am rarely on Steam. As soon as my computer boots up, I close Steam. Like I, I, I don't even look at Steam. I don't buy games from Steam very <laughs> often. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, 84 games is kind of ridiculous. They, I think they should just <laughs> um, just limit studios to a certain amount of games they can publish in a, in a run of a quarter or, mm-hmm. or something. And then once you get to a certain l- number, there, there must be like an approval process or something like that. I, I have no idea, but it you just seems know ridiculous. I want to see that number to be in like a two month period. Like one. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one. And like maybe a DLC. But one, <laughs> yeah, it's You're cranking it's that pretty... shit out more than one a month. There's there's something going on there. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a bit it's a bit much. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Hopefully, you know, we'll we'll track this if it, if Steam comes up with another another part of a solution to this. But uh, that's about it for that for now. I just thought that was kind of kind of crazy. Um, but it's it's definitely just a part of a litany of issues that Steam has that probably should have been tackled a very long time ago. But Steam is one of the slowest moving companies I've ever seen. And it's because they have a monopoly. So why would they put the time and effort in when nobody else is challenging Steam? So so it doesn't really stand to reason that they put, okay. you know, much more than minimum effort in uh, in the long run. Uh, Sony has finally put 
uh, I guess for those who, are, for those of you out there that have been desperately waiting for the return of the PlayStation Vita, I hate to be that guy. Don't shoot the messenger, but Vita Two is definitely not happening. <laughs> and Sony has finally come out and said, guys. It just didn't Not sell, happening. and everyone's playing games on their phone. And while we appreciate that Nintendo is still trying to keep in, uh, keep uh, you know, in with it, it's their Nintendo. Let them do their thing. We can't dump more money into coming up with a Vita two when everyone's basically just playing games on their phone now. So, um, rip, <laughs> rip the Vita. I guess it was good while it lasted. Uh, I mean, so the Vita was a, like the Vita itself. It like, was good. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a good console, no. but honestly, yeah, it was on the tail end of like the tail end of like the handheld gaming. Like Nintendo's kind of got their niche. Sony recognizes that. So, I'll, you know what? I'll give them props for that because Sony has always been notorious for trying to come up with like secondary standards or like kind of trying to like push mm-hmm. like other gadgets and stuff. So, you know what? Like that, yeah, what was no it Vita called? Too. The U. The U, what, what the, was it? The, the UMD disc. The UMD UMD the disc, that disc. weird whatever the hell that was, yeah. yeah. You know, they push their weird standards, their weird memory sticks. They've, you know, they've always kind of done that, so, you know, they're kind of, you know, the fact that they're not doing it, I'm totally okay with. Even though it was a total, I, I love my PSP. I never got a Vita, because my regular PSP was fine, but it was a good console. So, you know what? <laughs> Tragic it's not happening, but still the right move. Yeah, I, um, the, the hardware, especially the, 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 you know, once they got past the disc thing and they, they moved on to the Vita or whatever, um, there were good games on the Vita. There were several that got ported over to PC and, and other places later that were really fantastic, uh, games, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, the Vita just did not take off in North America and Europe. Nobody, I think, I think a large did not portion do of it nearly as well as the original PSP did. Like the PSP took off no. like hotcakes, and yeah. the Vita just like it like had a re- nice initial burst, but then it just stopped. It dropped dead. And it, it became no popular why. with people to to kind of hack and do uh, and do emulation uh, on the Vita mm-hmm. because it was such a powerful uh, handheld. And uh, the screen looked great. It felt substantial. Like, none of the Nintendo handhelds has ever felt as substantial as uh, the Vita did to tanks. me. Yeah. So, uh, it was... It, 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 for all intents and purposes, it was great. I think the biggest problem was the price. The Vita was really friggin' expensive. Like, super expensive. And the games were expensive. Uh, because they were trying to push... you have one in your collection, Jeff? Uh, I never sold it. Bother picking yeah, up PSP I had, stuff. I had one. I sold it for like 160 bucks. I I would never play it. So I had a like a stack of JRPGs that were supposed to be pretty good and rare. Like there's quite a few expensive games for the, mm. the Vita, and a lot of collectors are like buying up as much Vita stuff as they can because there are so many limited releases on a lot of games. And uh, they're just going up in value drastically. It's going to be great for collecting purposes um, to hold on for long periods of time. It was really weird, too. Like, even uh, the games that I got, when you open them up, some of them didn't have manuals. And they just had, like, a, like, like a, the, front, the front cover sheet. And that was it. Like, you'd open it up, and it, it almost looked like your game was incomplete. Like, there was nothing in there but the, uh, the game yeah. itself. And then some yeah. games had like a manual and it looked like a regular game. So yeah, it was just really it was really bizarre. 
Um, I did play it a little bit, like j- just to say I played it, and it felt the the, the console itself felt good. Um, but nobody wanted that shit, man. It just the Vita was is like is like a you know BlackBerry's last BlackBerry. You know, people people had already gone out and bought the iPhone. They've already gone out and bought the 3ds or the you know whatever else was going on back then. Great and there piece was some, for something that didn't need to happen. Exactly. It was like, you know, the people that were diehard Sony fans, PSP fans, they picked up the Vita and they were like, oh, this is great. And they they praised and they sang about it and they they marched the streets and said how wonderful it is. But nobody was hearing their cries. Nobody cared uh, because everybody else was just busy doing cool story, other bro. things. Right. Because that's just the way it was. So, you know, the Vita was the Blackberry yeah. of gaming and their their time has come and gone. And Sony knows that, so they're moving on. It's good for them to I recognize that, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least they're not trying that again. I think it's wise. I think the marketing for it was a bit of a problem, too, because they wanted, they kept saying, you know, console games on a handheld device. And that came back to bite them in the ass so many times because people would always be saying, you know, they'd get a SOCOM on the, on the, on the Vita or something, and then they'd say, but how much more, you know, how much better would this be if they just gave it the full juice of like the PS3 or whatever? Like, why, why would we limit this to to the handheld as good as it looks? And so there's, I, I feel like Nintendo has been better of running the line between between handheld and console in terms of the fidelity uh, of the games, so that people are less not not inclined to never, but less likely to question the uh the reasoning behind putting a game on the handheld versus putting it on the full console and um the vita had this problem where it happened a lot where people just were like well just put it on the (laughs) put it on the main console you know it's it's whatever i'm spending a hundred dollars more i get the full console instead of the vita and and i'm gonna get a better gaming experience so just why are you why are you just limiting this to the handheld so yeah it is it, it was it was good as a piece of hardware, but yeah, just didn't, just didn't take off. And I think we just talked about this. What was the game? I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about this and, and somebody was releasing a game on the, on the Vita. Like the, it was coming out in a month or something like that. And I can't remember what it was, but it, I, I was shocked because it was like everything. Oh, I remember why. Cause it wasn't coming out on the switch or, or anything like that. It was like everything the but game. the switch. What was it? I don't even I can't know. Remember. Like, uh... It was it was every platform, including the Vita, but not but not the Switch. And I was so mind blown because it was such a perfect match for for the Switch, but it, like the Vita, and I was so so confused, so confused. I didn't think anyone would ever develop for the Vita ever again. And this is you know probably the last one. They Although in Japan, have. I bet you they will probably um, make them for a while. They have. Um, wow. Okay. They've got like twenty something games coming out in October, and like another yeah. fifteen or so more games coming out for the rest of the year. Just like, nobody there's, there's talks. Not a trivial nobody. number of games. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I think I think yeah. it's probably going to be. I don't know. I haven't. Seen, I can't see the list, but it's probably a lot of Japanese related stuff that will be. It is showing up it on is. it. Yeah. So, but that's because it's it's sold relatively well in Japan. So they're they're probably going to have it for a little are while up. longer. It's like fifteen titles total. Like yeah, yeah. Euro, so, Euro release, American release, Japanese release. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Rip Vita, uh, great for the collectors. If you have one, hold on to that bad boy. Ride that one out into the sunset. 
Uh, Fortnite beta weekend happened. And, uh, it went over surprisingly well. <laughs> uh, apparently, and this is Epic saying this, and they haven't given what, you know, what these numbers, like, what metric these numbers are attached to, but they're saying a million players. Now that is highly unlikely to be concurrent. Uh, like, just very unlikely. I can see a million players over the course of the weekend, and even that number is impressive, given that it was just a run over uh, a short period of time for that. Um, but uh, they are very pleased with those numbers, and the response seems to be net positive uh, to Fortnite. Uh, I have seen, obviously, you know, complaints, but most of the complaints are are based they were more like day in the one fact stuff, that the. Right? Yeah, well, no, well, I think the complaints that I've been seeing seem to stem from from people who just don't like the formula of battle royale that it presents. Like they they don't like the the building aspect of it, or they find the guns uh, are boring or something. Like they don't they don't like the style of battle royale, so their complaints are are just within that, and not necessarily like I didn't see very many people complaining about the game being broken. Or that there was, uh, I saw scant few people complain about lag or uh, or desync with weapon fire uh, or anything like that. That all seemed to be okay. Everything just seemed to be more about the game, the the, the style of the game itself. I've, I haven't had a chance to play. I'm going to be probably playing uh, later tonight and sometime this weekend. I know Jeff had a decent chunk of time with it. The stuff yeah, I've just been enjoying about Fortnite is how... PUBG and like the PUBG developers and marketers and stuff have been losing their shit about Fortnite like publicly. Oh so, yeah, you know that that's where I'm getting my enjoyment out of it for now. But Jeff, Absolutely. what did you what did you think of Fortnite? Because I've been watching you play it, you know, in squads and stuff, and you seem to be having a good time. Yeah, um, I love the game. I think it's great. I like it more than PUBG, uh, infinitely so. Um, it just it's something different. It it appeals to me more. Uh, I think a lot of the people that are complaining about Fortnite are PUBG fanboys that have it, it's 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 kind of funny that I've had many people come to my stream and be like, "Oh, what the fuck is this uh PUBG copy?" And I had to, you know, uh, give them a reality check that PUBG is a copy off H1Z1 and H1Z1 is a copy off DayZ and so on and so forth. They there's this there's this allegiance and this loyalty to PUBG not only because people have put it's in like an astronomical amount of hours, but they also are attached to certain streamers and people that play the game a lot, um, and so they have this blind allegiance. Most of the people that have played Fortnite that complained about Fortnite before they played it ended up actually really enjoying the game and find themselves playing a great deal of it. Um, it is nice to, and I don't want this to turn into 20-minute discussion on how broken PUBG is because we've already talked about it. But yeah, to have no to. To, have, to have a game that that is that works, that there is no lag when you're opening a door, when you're landing off your parachute, or in this case, you know, um, an umbrella or whatever it is that you're getting... Um, the fact that when you win a game, you get a different um, umbrella or something, a, a shoot to fall from. 
uh, in the sky, which you can easily see like who who is good and who isn't by just the fall. Um, you can also open and close your parachute uh, several times before you actually land, so you can float, free fall, float, free fall, so free like fall. Flutter yourself down. Exactly. Um, it's how, just how nice. Did you feel, how did you feel about? I'm sorry to cut you off there, but how do you feel about just like I know you're sounding like the mechanics are better, but like the shooting mechanics, the third person mechanic, like like is it like feel? I know you're saying it's better than PUBG. But does it like does it feel solid on its own merit? Like if PUBG wasn't around and you were sitting down to play Fortnite, would you be happy with you know the way the guns were shooting, the way you were like running around on the map, the size of the map? Like if PUBG yeah. wasn't around, yeah, I, I think it's all fine. There's some mechanical things that they need to fix, like when you're looting a dead body, um, you can't you can't like click tab like you can in PUBG and kind of select what you want on the fly as quickly, and that's a problem because. S- Everything is cluttered, so you're trying to pick up an item, but you keep picking up the wrong item, and you're trying to you're going back and you die because people you're spending so too much time at the body. Um, they already said they're going to be fixing that, and and they've already done since I played it the first time, and now just in like a four day period, they've already added a lot of new things that just kind of make it a lot easier. Uh, I like that Fortnite rushed out and beat them to market. I think it was really smart. Uh, they didn't stay in you know this this alpha state for God knows how long. Uh, they had a game that was coherent that worked, uh, and they they released it and they're patching it as they go. Um, there has been some server issues the last uh, since since release, so there's been times. Stuff. Yeah, and and I didn't get upset about it. Like it was disappointing because you're enjoying the game so much, but. You also got to understand if there was a million people playing the game at any point over a weekend, the servers are going to get wrecked. And they also just brought out like like squads. Um, there still is no in-game chat yet, so you can't type or talk to people while you're in a game. So you kind of have to go on Discord or some other third-party uh, voice communication. Um, they had that you know, in the original it, Fortnite. Yeah, I don't know, but it's not there. Um, I don't know if they plan to put it in or when they plan to put it in. But the game itself is fun. I think the the guns sound great. Um, there's there's enough variety of guns to to have fun with it. You know, there's some that are rare. So when you get it, I like the leveling system to the guns, as in like um like the color the color system. It's not like PUBG. Yeah, and and what's what's nice about this game is it's it's not a it's not a loot simulator like PUBG, right? You go, you, you go around, you find a gun. They all can do things. Some shoot faster than others, but it's all color-based. So, you know, you've got your regular gray gun, then you've got, you know, blue and green and purple and yellow, um, and they all are, have different powers. So there's the same gun, but you can get them in levels that, that shoot stronger. Uh, and then there's, you know, just a basic armor. So you just, you just drink like an armor potion and it gives you 50% armor at a time. You're not running around picking up a, a level two helmet, picking up a, a a vest, looking for a backpack, looking for all this shit. So streamlined it. Yeah. And, and it's super fast paced. It's the whoever How complains long does the average game run. Uh, if you go to the very end, I would say no more than 30 minutes, but I would say probably 20 um, because so, it, it just goes so is fast. Like 30 or minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'd have to go back and and it doesn't feel long at all. Like when you're when you get killed at the beginning, 
you don't really care because you just boot up another one like instantly. There's a, the, the the there's less downtime and it's just faster paced. It's just you go in there. It's not quite like Team Fortress fast, but it is it is fast. So you're you're in the heat of battle very quickly. What what I love about it the most is the building aspect and the fact that you can build like just so many dope plays where people are like building bridges. Uh, over certain mountains and so then like jumping like into somebody's house at some point and yeah and like going in and what's nice is on uh, like in PUBG like I respect PUBG I think PUBG is a, a great game um, and it's and it's a lot of fun to play uh, but what's what what I like about Fortnite is it doesn't take itself too serious so the 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 uh, imperfections that Fortnite have, they're not as severe because it doesn't take itself like this shooting sim. Yes, there's bullet drop in Fortnite. Yes, there, you know, there, there is those elements. You know, there's physics, though, right? Because you see the bullets and stuff. Yeah, you can see the bullets. Um, the the sniping feels so good. Um, it looks phenomenal. You, like you can see the bullet go the whole way. Uh, which which is really cool. But the thing that I love the most is it's not a camping simulator. So PUBG, it's like you find good stuff and then you play like a bitch, right? So like guys like Adam that play the game, and this isn't a shot at you, but you're you, you know you're very calculated and you don't want to fight ever. You just want to stay out of harm's way. You want to make it to the very end and get a couple kills and win. On on Fortnite, it plays to people that are aggressive. You you can build forts like if there's people around you, you can just build forts on the fly. You can run and build stairs. If people are hiding in a building, you can shoot the walls down. You can blow the blow. You can break anything. You can chop down trees so you can see things better. You can to- chop so down your buildings. Is not necessarily positional. You can just be like, oh shit, I got myself in a bad spot. I'm gonna put. I'm just gonna build right here. Put right up. Now, and when you're with the squ- when you're. And when you're with a squad, it's so much better so much because faster. you have like designated builders and lookouts and it's dope as fuck. And not only that, if you're stuck in a house and there's a team coming in like flanking you, you can just break through a wall and run like you can you can actually escape. So it's just a lot more dynamic. Yeah, and there's traps that you can put in, so like you can add traps to ceilings on ground. You can put they kept on, all the on stuff the ground. from the original stuff. It's just I just find it I just find it so much better for me. Um, but yeah, I I see why people like PUBG. I'm not shitting on PUBG. I think PUBG is an amazing experience, and if you just want to go in and have have a good time and listen to trolls and you know role play a little bit and and all that stuff. But I am a I am a firm believer that Fortnite is here to stay. I think it's going to get very very big. Is it going to get PUBG big? No, they they missed they missed the market uh, like in, in the time. But they'll be exactly they'll be a strong second, and uh, it'll keep PUBG honest. So if if PUBG starts to shit the bed more, all it's going to take is Doctor Disrespect or Summit to go fuck this shit, man. Like you know, I'm fucking tired of of uh, spawning and nothing is. Is showing dock, up on the map. Fuck the this shit. The dock cut his stream early today. Yeah, because, because of how bad it was because playing. Because of how he, bad he the game early. is. Yeah. So, so you know, all Fortnite needs to do is stay consistent, keep updating their game, um, and 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 that's it. And it looks like Fortnite's paying people to play their game too. I've been noticing uh, some hashtag ads uh, from people in there. So, and this is like surprising me from Epic because Epic did the complete opposite with Paragon. You know, Fortnite came out and they were, um, they had confidence in their game. Paragon, since day one, there was this 
they weren't confident with what they had. It was almost like they wanted they they wanted uh, the community to almost tell them the game that they, that they should build, and they kept changing it drastically. And this they they just copied player unknown. And and then they they added a building element like a Minecrafty type element to it, uh, and they they made it much more fun and vibrant. It's just a much more beautiful game to look at. It runs like butter. It's just funny because like, they had all this tech from before. Like the Fortnite game before is radically different from the PUBG from version. Where it is now, but yeah, like, yeah. But just watching the PUBG version or watching the battle royale version in Fortnite, I'm just like, it's a pretty good use of the tech they already had. Like. And the fact that they're doing it, I'm like, see if you can make it work. Yeah, it's fun. It's just it's fast paced fun, and most people that played it, like even Major Awesome, who uh, who's part of the community, uh, he was like, and other people in my chat that were like, dude, what the fuck is this shit, man? Like you you go into the menu or the map, and it looked just like PUBG, and people are like, this is some sort of bullshit copy. And uh, and then they go and they're like, oh, it's free to play, and then they play it, and next thing you know, it eight hours have gone by, and they're going, oh. My God, this game is fun. This is really, really fun. Like so much so, I just want to play it right now. I want to turn it on and just play it. It's like a game that I'd play off stream to just have fun. And it plays, I think, more to shooters. Like if you're good at, say, Unreal um, or Epic. Yeah, like it, it, it just plays like those. So it just it plays more to my strengths. And um, I, I just. I'm having fun with it. So I give two thumbs up to Fortnite. I'm not being paid to say this, but I just I think the game's phenomenal. I think everybody should be downloading Hashtag it and playing not an it. Ad. And not only that, I think <laughs> if if you are a big PUBG fan, the if you download it and play it, I think you're gonna find some very redeeming qualities of it. You might even enjoy it more, but at the very least, you should support it because it's going give to it make it so that PUBG has to go and do something with their shit broken game that just so happens to be a very entertaining show. It's like it's like almost watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's a fucking mess. But it's entertaining to watch. And now other shows or games that are coming out that are competent, that are actually, they play significantly better. And I played PUBG again the other day just for the lulls, just to see. And just running around in PUBG, it feels slow and broken. It just doesn't feel fluent. Like just jumping over shit doesn't feel right. Crouching, crawling, everything is just slow. And when you, it's 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 really almost like going from a, a 1080. Um, uh, what what was before 144 hertz monitors, like a fucking uh, 60 hertz that are still 60, totally 100, around. 60, we'll say 60 hertz monitor, and then <laughs> plug it in a 144 hertz monitor, and you go, oh. My God, this is what a game is supposed to feel like. And that is the difference between PUBG and Fortnite. It's it's that drastic. Same engine. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Crazy. it's, it's that it's it, I've I've played Nintendo 64 games that feel smoother than PUBG. It's not really like a difficult, a difficult hur- hurdle to move beyond the the fidelity of. Uh, of of gameplay feel that PUBG has because yeah it is it's a hot mess they they released a patch today and the patch notes were like three lines long and it was a 550 megabyte patch I can't even I don't even <laughs> the understand patch is not like the, really that good you know like I'm trying to figure out how like what what did you 
How does any of this add up to 550 megabytes worth of patching? It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and I, and so, yeah, like I've said in the past, I hope Fortnite does well. I, uh, and I, I hope it does extraordinary. I hope it does, I hope it does better than PUBG Me because I too. think it needs to do better than PUBG before Blue Hole gives a fuck, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I've, I've called them out many times before. Blue Hole is a bunch of slack-ass, lazy motherfuckers that would name. rather threaten litigation than take their $300 million that they've, they, they've earned off of 12 million copies to date sold on Steam alone, not including wherever else you could get this game. That's just Steam Spy. And, and turn it in to something that's not a hot mess. I mean, again, how I can't remember when it's supposed to launch on consoles. Money's on Epic. Yeah, like so. When was this supposed? When's PUBG supposed to launch on consoles again? Is that a November thing or an October thing? It was like early November or like late October. It's like a couple of weeks. So they've got they've got a handful of weeks to bring this together, including vaulting, which people are still sitting around waiting for. Uh, and that's a, that's not a small coding change. So to go live and go to console at the same time that you're putting out something as substantial as allowing players to vault over the myriad objects in the PUBG battleground that, that you, you can come by is maybe one of the dumbest things they could have possibly have done. They probably should have done it a very long time ago, but again, they seem to have this weird, uh, order of operations there. And the most insulting thing is every time they release a patch to the test server, they say, thank you guys so much. Of course, as always, go to the forums. Let us know what bugs and stuff you come across and suggest things because we, believe it or not, and in all caps, we are listening to the community. Fuck you, you're not listening to the community. Stop saying it. Stop lying. You're not. They're more interested in updating people on how many people are playing their game and how awesome it's doing and, and how threatened they are at at yeah. Fortnite because they are threatened as fuck and anybody oh, yeah. that doesn't think so is oh, absolute there I had some fanboy in my stream yesterday and they oh, were they just were bad running in their, stream. they were just running their mouth they're like oh, oh fucking yeah. PUBG is infinitely better they ain't scared of nothing man they got a million concurrent bruh they got all this shit I'm like all right dude you know you just you go and keep doing your thing and that's the reason why <laughs> PUBG is not doing shit is because the vast majority of people are just, just taking it they're just well, yeah they they, they, they don't did care. a lot of stuff they came out with like all sorts of marketing things he said they might be looking in to take action against epic about it they went nuts over it and honestly it's kind of stupid because they all they should have said was like hey welcome to the space good luck and then just left yeah. it at that instead yeah. of like blowing it up they oh, helped no. epic, they helped epic out yeah, a lot they helped by epic so they, much they, Yep. It, it almost it almost is like tinfoil hat levels like, I'm of, playing this of, to spite PUBG right now. Yeah, like I, I actually it's tweeted almost that like, out. It's almost tinfoil hat levels of of did these two companies talk and say, you know, we can both benefit if we stir some shit up. <laughs> we both we both get our our name out into a broader a broader news audience in the gaming sphere if if we do we do this and we can take the fall on it's not going to really do anything so it's almost there it's, it's a almost. win-win I for epic i mean they're they're gonna get is. a cut out of the sales because they're running yeah. the engine uh from yeah. PUBG, and and they and and then they get to be in the space all at the same time so it's a win-win for epic i don't think they've conversed to create some kind of drama PUBG definitely didn't need the publicity they already had it they already had no. all the headlines 
They had everything. Um, and f- and the way that Fortnite came in and just swooped in and, and rushed to market was just genius. Oh, stole their thunder. I love it. Sad I love it. And the game doesn't thunder. suck. And the game doesn't no. suck on top of that. No. So I think no. you should try it out, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I'd, I'd play with you, dude. The squads, the it's, squads it's, are it's dope that, as fuck. It's not that I don't think it's good, because I've watched you play it. I've watched a bunch of people play it, and I think it looks fantastic. I think it, I think it looks like it plays super solid. It's an epic shooter, and there's not very many epic shooters that don't play super solid. It's just that uh, the style of um, the style of battle royale that that game presents is not the one that that intrigues me. That's why it bothers me with PUBG because PUBG is the style that I like. It's it's not full blown, but it's like an arcade sim. It's like the equivalent of Forza uh, in terms of car arcade uh, simulation, uh, and and I get a lot out of it for that. So I really enjoy it for that. The the building aspect I think is amazing but again that it's it's that differentiation that i love about it but it doesn't it doesn't pull me in does that mean i'm not going to play it probably not i'll probably turn it on and play it like i'll give it a, give it a go but it doesn't it's not something that makes me want to play it uh, immediately but i think it looks fantastic i think it looks i think it looks awesome so uh yeah oh and by the way it's free to play so get fucked blue hole yeah and the uh and the single player is is still you still have to pay for that Yes, um, but the but the single player is huge. The game well, the single is, player is picking up like massive, and yeah. there is so much content. There is so much content in there; it's ridiculous. The yep. it it's it's like triple A. Like there there's cutscenes and uh, character arcs and all this other there's shit going on. It's like everything. I couldn't I couldn't believe. I'm like, what the? Where did this game come from? Like it's uh, it's been around for a it's while. Impressive. They announced it a couple of years ago, and it's been one of those things that's kind of been like, is this game ever actually going to come out? And then recently they said, hey, we're going. Uh, they're doing like the whole founder pack thing, early access. You can <laughs> yeah. pay to get in, and then they're like, in like if you don't want to pay, it's like 2018 spring. It's going to be free to play, and you can join in then. Yep. Uh. Hey, speaking of companies that can't keep their mouth shut, Atlas Japan continues to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this time around, it's still Persona 5 related, but they they threatened a DMCA action against uh, a PlayStation... I can't remember which PlayStation 3 emulator specifically, uh, but against a PlayStation 3 emulator trying to uh, go directly to Patreon to have them remove the uh, the funding page for it, on the basis that, not because it's an emulator, but because it it enables people to be able to play Persona 5 on the PC, uh, not in a way that they themselves have put out there. So they're like, oh, my Persona 5 experience, oh, it's going to be ruined if you guys are going to play it on there, and this emulator is doing it, so we're going to try and take you down. Luckily, uh, for the people that are doing uh, the emulator, and they would know this already, Making an emulator is perfectly legal, and it's been that way since Bleem won their court case aeons ago. And so Patreon look, took a look at Atlas Japan and said, "Nope, fuck off. <laughs> go, go figure it out somewhere else." That's like blaming the electric company for something that somebody created using the electricity that they're getting from. Like it's just the dumbest try and work around. And another, I don't know what it is with these companies trying to abuse the DMCA shit lately, but it's either, it's either they're just hoping that they scare them off because they don't, that they think that the, the end user doesn't understand DMCA 
Um, and you better believe that of all people, somebody making an emulator is likely going to know that shit like the back of their hand. Uh, but obviously, in this case, they don't have a leg to stand on. And it just continues to make them look like they're a bunch of archaic assholes. Like, like I don't understand their play on this. Uh, I've loved Atlas for a long time. I've always touted them as be this fantastic game developer, and the games that they've put out are generally very good. But fuck off! And I'm not going to say this to Atlas of America, because they just basically translate the games for America, but Atlas Japan, fuck, just fuck off. Get, with the, get with the times! This isn't... This isn't like the, the the friggin' I don't even know what I don't even know what point in time doing this would have been would have been kosher. I mean, you're, you're unless you really want to go out of your way to piss off the the fan base that you have. And let's not get this twisted. Atlas doesn't exactly have a a horde of of fans that financially make uh, these games very viable. I mean, they. I doubt that they make a fortune off of the Persona games because they are massive. They take a long time to make. They're asset intensive, especially with voice acting. They have animes that usually um, run alongside of them. And while Persona 5 sold well, they're not selling like 20 million copies of this shit. They're, they're still considered to be a super niche game. So if you're going to piss off the already small... <laughs> sub-segment of the gaming market that you've managed to carve out for yourself, then you deserve whatever it is backlash that you get, and I hope that this catches them somehow. I hope that it doesn't put them under eventually, where people just just walk away from their shit, but I'm well, just so tired of seeing... I'm just, I'm just so tired of seeing their name come up for all this shit. Just do something positive with yourself. Fuck. I don't know, go to a friggin' maid cafe and tell them to drop Pikachu on your fucking scrambled eggs and rice. Stop doing this fuckery and, and, and trying to bully people out of crap when it doesn't matter. Your game is fucking incredible. It's probably going to win some Game of the Year awards. Stop trying to shoo, you know, fucking people away from enjoying the game that you've created. Uh, and if you really don't want other people to, to have this game on the PC, then fucking put it on the PC yourself. Like, again, your market's this big. Why limit it to a console? Fucking put that shit everywhere you can. Just stop. For the kids. Stop for the kids. Yeah. But yeah. I got nothing to add. I just put that in there because I'm wanted to vent. Because I'm just fucking tired of it. I'm so tired of it. I want them, I want them to, to just stop. The madness. Uh, oh, speaking of madness, and this is our last one before we roll off into the sunset, uh, into uh, into the second half of uh, side A here. Certain certain companies um, have been doing some really weird marketing in the last several years, uh, where they do some really hyper specific stuff where they they make incredibly expensive limited crap to create buzz. Uh there have I mean it was like the Final Fantasy 15 car uh that was like the Audi or whatever that they did um is a good recent example and now with Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed that's coming up here. They've decided to to work alongside a French company um 
Philippe something or other. I don't know where I don't know where the first name ends and where the last name uh, or first yeah first name ends where the last name begins in this uh, in this company. I've never heard of them. For all I know, they could be great. I don't know, but they've worked together with like in the list of this like the, all this artists and crap, whatever, whatever, whatever. These goldsmiths and all these fanciful things to create a headset. A head like we're wearing on our head. Shout out to Sennheiser. Hashtag ad. <laughs> like the ones we have on our head for fifty thousand euros. They're going to make ten of these, and they're That's like ninety thousand dollars, isn't it? It yes, well yeah we'll say eighty, <laughs> we'll say yeah. eighty thousand dollars. But it's okay because the regular edition is something like four thousand euro. <laughs> and why, why this is necessary or how this is? I mean, I guess it's working because I'm talking about it right now, but it's not making me want to play the game. <laughs> I'm not getting hyped for Assassin's Creed because there's a 50,000 euro headset that probably, and I'm going to be honest with you, uh, I mean, nobody's buying this probably for the sound quality. I'd, I'd bet I'd bet a few dollars this headset sounds like a sweet pile of ass. Uh, you're basically putting this in a shadow box and never putting them on your head. <laughs> but for 50,000, who spends 50,000 euro on like a... 10 grand off the price. Yes. But who does that? Who who's gonna buy this? Rich who is people. So, I mean, there's only there's only there's only ten there's only ten, like there's only ten the of Middle them available. East. I think Some it's kind of cool. Is be like, I, I think it's this. cool. I think it's a cool idea. I think it's I think it's cool for the for the jewelry company um, to get some publicity. Um, the the person that's gonna go ahead and buy this for however much dollars this thing is, they're likely going to buy more jewelry from this company. Um, I think it's cool. I think it looks cool. I think it's, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. I mean, there's people out there that's got more money than what they need. And so they just go, you know what? I, I really love Assassin's Creed. I want to have limited edition things. And, uh, this would be really cool in my game room. You know, did you see the Assassin's Creed head that, that there is for this thing? Uh, oh, yeah, oh dude, no, it's there's there's all sorts of crazy Assassin's Creed stuff. They're running and Ubisoft's running this one up with the crazy limited shit. Yeah. It's oh, like it looks it looks dope as fuck. There's like twelve thousand dollars for the bronze yeah. head that you can put the <laughs> headphones on top of. It actually looks dope. It looks dope as fuck though. Oh my god. God, I I would. I, I podcast from now. We're gonna see Jeff sitting there in his car. Jeff's gonna have this investment in the this, passenger this seat sixty thousand euro. On. No. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of money. Fuck. I can see it now. Just just on the back next to Goku battling friggin' Frieza up there. Gonna be a sixty thousand euro combo of a Assassin's it's more, Creed it's bronze more than bust. This whole basement, so no. <laughs> and a, and a, but I mean, and there's a, people out there that 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 got a shit ton of money. I mean, people are out there spending like thirty, forty thousand dollars on a on gold plated iPhones and things like that. So you know, to yeah, have but this gold- is like, but like the market for that, I get. Right, like just as a general iPhone, right? There are some, there are stuff that's not iPhone or anything that are like super specific for ballers that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars with secure networks, 
Uh, anything yeah. happens to you, they fly a fucking helicopter out to pick your ass up. Yeah, at, like, yeah, the but I'm local, talking like people you know, just fitness. spend tons of money on like a phone case to have their phone dipped in gold. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a lot of random shit. So this is really no different in my eyes. I To somebody, this is really cool conversational piece to have if you're a, a, a you know, some fucking... You're Kim.com. I don't know, some, you're, some you're prince, in the... Some you're, you're Arab Kim. that has a shit ton of money. <clears throat> you just don't care. You're a, dude, you're a dude who plays video games who coincidentally has unbelievable amounts of money. That's the market yeah. for it. So there's, there's like Kim.com and five of Kim's friends and a couple of them will buy two. <laughs> I, think there's a, I think there's a lot more than what you think. I think there's a shit ton of people <laughs> out there that could afford this. Um, you know, hey, if I was, honest to God, if I was filthy rich... And there was something like StarCraft related, like I could get like a Nexus made out of gold that would cost me $100,000 and it was a huge part of my life and my upbringing uh, and I had just the infinite amount of money that was that were, it would just be like whatever to me, hell yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. It'd be a limited edition thing, it would look really cool in an awesome like million dollar display case, I could t- talk, tell people about the history of it and things like that. And at the very least, I know I would own it. So I think wait, there's the more, right Jack. person. There's more. It. I got more for you. Apparently there is a hundred thousand euro version of this headset inlaid with diamonds. Damn. <laughs> oh, Jeff is sold now. Damn. Now you got, now you got <laughs> one sec. I gotta, I gotta open up my bank account and see what I got. Yeah. Going headset is now diamonds. <laughs> See if you I gotta dig into that up. Swiss bank account. And ah, let get me in see there. there. <laughs> <laughs> A few zeros. Oh off, my boys. lord! I wonder if they ever sold that Final Fantasy 15 car. I wonder if that ever ended up selling. Because I, 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 I mean, I think it was a model of an R8 or something that they did it with. I can't remember what it was, but dude, yeah. they've guaranteed sold it. I mean, shit like that just goes, man. People just love weird Hashtag shit like Amex that. Life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> You buy you could buy the uh, the Final Fantasy 15 car with your unbelievable endless credit cap of your Amex card. Mm. Mm. Get them points. Drive it around. Get them points. Get them Get points. Them points. <laughs> get a free flight out of this one, boys. First buy the car. Get a free flight. That's a province over in Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen people spend money on worse things. So, mm. um. You know, to me, it's whatever. I think it's cool. People are there. And I think it a, looks. Need for I it, think so. it looks cool. I'm just like, uh, even if I, even if I had baller money and I'm a hardcore gamer, it would be. I feel. I feel like. I feel like. Well, I, you're not that type of, my of person, would, Adam. Would leave my body you, if you, I. Spent you were much. going on about a twelve hundred dollars <laughs> cell phone last week. Uh, obviously, this isn't for you. This is just not for well, you. No, I, no, I, I, you I can't get that, comprehend. Obviously. You know, I get that. If, I get if, that. Okay, if 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 you were filthy rich, and you had an opportunity to have an insane room of audio that would just fucking blow anybody's mind, where you mm. walk down and there's a theater, and you have got the most expensive motherfucking shit on the planet, mm. and it sounds like absolute god tier, and you were passionate, mm. you would drop that money so quick. Because at at any, at any you're like whatever I've got so much money I want this and there's people out there that think the same way about other things so it it's just it's all in 
you just got to put it into perspective. Is it for me? No. Have I, you know, could I spend really dumb money on things that I should probably shouldn't? Absolutely. I could never spend that much money on a head on a headset because it just doesn't mean a lot to me. But things that do mean quite a bit to me, if if I had the money and the opportunity was right and it was limited edition and I felt like I was getting something that was even more valuable than money itself, then why not? It's whatever. You know what I want infinite money for, Jeff? I What's want that? infinite money so that I can take my my 2016 Rav Four oh. into a into a custom shop <laughs> and have them extend the track of you the can, seat. It's leased. You can't do shit. And, it's and, leased. And, and yeah, but if I have all that money, I'll buy the car. Oh, and then, okay. Now we're oh, all right. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get the track on the seat extended. And then because my legs are so long, I'm going to need to extend the telescopic wheel. And then I'm going to drive like normal people with my knees underneath the steering wheel. Bam. That's oh what I'm God. Balling out of control. <laughs> That's how you spend that money. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, do we want to do a break or do we just like hop right just into... Just keep it going, man. Fuck it. Just keep All it going. Right. Let's do, let's do our, own quick, our own quick salad. Ladies and gentlemen... Thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast to this point. Hit us up on iTunes. Get us to 100 reviews. We've been sitting at 88 reviews for about four months now. And, you know, I, I cry at night sometimes thinking about the fact that we haven't hit 100 reviews. So if we can hit 100 reviews on iTunes, I will be an infinitely happier person. So five-star ratings, five-star, 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 five-star. Also, hit us up on patreon.com. Slash Technical Alpha, where you can uh, you can get in on a whole bunch of Technical Alpha swag and support this podcast so that it can continue to go, uh, and then it can continue to uh, continue to grow because we have bigger and better things in mind that we'd like to be able to accomplish that we need a few more dollars for. We're getting awfully close, and if we can sustain, I think just north of five thousand, which we're we're approaching, and hopefully we can keep it there for a while. Uh, we have some expanding things in mind. Uh, to bring you guys more content. Also, if you want to see Jeff and I tackle his retro game collection that's behind him, if you've been watching this on YouTube uh, or here on the live stream, then uh, at $5 and higher, you get access to Retro Versus. And, uh, and you get to watch us try and, and play the best and the worst. And believe me, there's some doozies in that cabinet back there uh, that we've tackled and we have yet to tackle. Uh, and you'll be able to get some more uh, content that way. Uh, and yeah, just, just check it out. The new website isn't done yet, but it's coming. Been talking back and forth with the guy who's basically a God, um, single-handedly in his off time, putting it together and doing a fantastic job of it. I'm excited. Uh, all the functionality is working really well on the website soon. You're going to be able to see when we're live. You're going to be able to go through every single podcast in our library right there with a player, listen to all of it on the website. Uh, eventually you'll be able to download them as well from there if you want. Uh, the Patreon wall will automatically be updating there. That will be forever updated um, on a timely basis so that when you are at certain tiers on the Patreon, your your name will automatically fill there. Not your full name, of course, because we don't want to have all the disclosure forever, but your name will be there. Uh, and uh, it, it's going to look uh, it's going to look pretty sweet. So uh, we'll keep you abreast of that. Moving on. Movies and TV. We need a little jingle. Movies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, look, uh, I didn't claim to be a musical savant, all right? I'd made didn't no even claims. Hit Jeff up with that noise today. Oh, Mr. Maximus Black. Uh, yeah. Hit me up with the noise of J.J. Abrams doing every freaking movie ever. Lens flare, lens, lens flare, lens flare, lens flare. <laughs> I'm blind! <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> it's classic J.J. J.J. Uh, yeah. Abrams took a look at the, the smash hit, and I mean smash hit anime movie, uh, Your Name, and said, you know what? because there's so much lens flare all over it all the time. Exactly. Oh, he wants in on it. He wants an excuse. Yes. And he's making one. And yes. uh, he wants to do a live action adaptation of Your Name. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, mostly because almost all of the anime to live action transitions have been pretty shite. <laughs> and uh, so I don't Some know. Some of them are bad, yeah. A lot of them. I don't know, you know, how I feel about this one. I mean, this one, th- this one's probably more suited to a live action adaptation because it's not necessarily some over the top super animu type thing. It's not like actiony or anything. It's more of like real life, young adult type stuff. So it lends itself perhaps better to the live action conversion than um, than some of this other stuff like Ghost in the Shell or or. Uh, or what, what was a death note I think is on Netflix and stuff of that nature. So, uh, there is some hope there for sure. Am I excited that JJ Abrams is the one doing it? I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but, uh, at the same time, I guess it's cool that it's being recognized. The movie itself did really, really well. Uh, I think it did 370 some million box office which for an anime film, I'm going to say is pretty damn good. It's also lauded as perhaps some of the best animation ever laid down. (laughs) Uh, And if you've ever seen even clips of this thing, it's incredibly impressive uh, to look at. And it's supposed to be quite a film. Uh, Comes out November, I think, on Blu-ray. I'm sure we'll have it here in the house and I'll be watching it. um, The only way I want to see this be a real live action thing is if they pretty much take the... I'm I'm air quoting this not sarcastically, just the cinematography and how they laid out the anime and just make it a live action movie. I don't need J.J. Abrams or whoever's vision for it because your name was actually really good. And if they want to make a live action, I'm totally okay with that, but they should be keeping the original vision. I don't want like a Hollywood rewrite of whatever anime or Asian thing they do because they always fucking ruin it because they don't understand the source material. Because Japanese. Well, the problem. Well, the is problem is, is the problem is, is they don't really give a shit what you think. Because, yeah. Because yeah. your demographic for watch going to the movies and making a movie a success is infinitely smaller than the everyday moviegoer. So you know Hollywood is going to do Hollywood, whether you want to like that or not. Um, it's just a matter of how far they push the envelope, how whitewashed it becomes. You know, those are the headlines that sort of that fuck a movie before it even comes out the good news is it's jj abrams and jj doesn't make bad movies um they he just doesn't uh i i i'm yet to to watch a film from jj i mean they're arguably speaking some people thought star wars wasn't good um you know some people think uh super eight wasn't great or whatever the fuck but i enjoy all of his movies uh obviously there's gonna be people that don't like him but they're all successful they've all done very well the vast majority of them 
So I have faith in whatever JJ does. Obviously, he must have some kind of vision to just come out of the blue and say, "Hey, I want to, I want to do this specific material." So um, yeah, as long as it's not like overly whitewashed and 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 just looks so American that it that it they're better off just kind of stealing ideas from it and just making a whole new IP. But then that's the problem: is new IPs just don't do so well. So. Um, obviously they want to hit a demographic overseas where the vast majority of ticket sales sell anyway. Um, so I think it's good. I, I'm not, that's the thing is I don't care about the source material cause I've never seen it at like most North well, American that's what he's going for too, right? right? Is Jay, I think that's what JJ's going for. I mean, because the, the, the difference between this and other anime adaptations is that, is that all the ones that have come before it are based on, on anime that's been around forever and a day. Uh, this is, this is something that's inside of what, a couple of years, like a year <laughs> since, since it was, uh, since it hit theaters, I can't remember the exact date, uh, but it's so recent and fresh, uh, and it was received so well. And I think JJ, obviously JJ enjoyed the movie. He would have had to have seen it before he decided to do this. Uh, and so he must've enjoyed it immensely. And, uh, and like you said, Jeff, have some idea of how he wants to to put a spin on this. Um, I, you know, it's not going to be a shot for shot remake. I wouldn't want it to be a shot for shot remake of it in in live action. Uh, I would want it to be taken a different way because I don't think anime and live action line up well enough to do a shot for shot uh, replication yeah, from one I to the other. For some thumb. Um, I I think that I think that thematically uh, and visually. Like I said before, this is definitely le- lending itself better to a live action than than other ones in the past that we've seen here recently. And uh, while while it's hard for me because all I really can think of when I think JJ, you know, no matter how comically it's put, is all I think of is lens flare, lens flare, blah 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 blah. It's whatever. Yes, his movies are all vastly or, or arguably all of his movies are are very good, if not great. Um, it's just. Trying to trying to put, knowing what the source material is, I haven't watched the movie, but just knowing what you know, what it's almost like a slice of life type type deal. So knowing what that is, and then trying to apply JJ to that in my brain is a is a bit of a mind fuck. But at the same time, uh, we could have done worse. This could have been somebody else other than JJ that probably would have done it. Uh, a hell of a lot worse, and and maybe it is a good thing that he's uh, apparently excited to do it because maybe that means he's going to put a lot more effort into it than some other people would have if they just did a call for a director to show up on the doorstep and do this live action uh, adaptation. So I, mean, I think it's smart Abrams. to doing it's, it. It's it's yeah. JJ, so it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be yeah. It's it's yeah. going to be it's going to be good. I mean, he's coming off Star Wars and and he's producing you know Episode Nine and he's doing all these doing all these big things. The fact that he's going to come out and put his name and his reputation on the line when he could pick anything he fucking wants and he decides yeah. to do this, obviously, um, yeah, he's, he he know he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows what yeah. he's doing. So yeah. Um, this might actually get me in the theater to go watch a, uh, mm. this this thing, and I'm not one for 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 anime to to movies. I did not go see Death Note. I did not watch Death Note. I did not watch the uh, that other one with what's her face, uh, Scarlett Ghost Johansson, in Ghost in a Shell. I did not watch that. 
Um, and I'm a huge moviegoer. I just don't see the appeal to these weird um, Japanese-like um, fixations on American culture um, that just don't resonate with me at all. I just, you know, it's it just some of it is just very bizarre uh, and out there. So having a name like JJ behind it, and I like his work, I, I might this might get me into the theater. Yeah, I think the big thing, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when it comes around, is who's going to inevitably be starring in this movie. Uh, you know, and, and, and how much of it, you know, there's every time one of these happens, the, the, the general discussion inevitably ends up being how whitewashed is it? Like you've already mentioned, Jeff, how, how whitewashed does it become? And then the irony in most of this, and it happened with the ghost in the shell is that when you go back and you talk to the, to the creator of the source material, they often outright say there was no, there was no intention that this character was to be Japanese or had to be Japanese or in fact I wrote them in as European just because just because the anime is or anime as a as a medium is a a largely Japanese thing done by Japanese people does not mean that everyone that's in every one of these anime you know productions is japanese but that's how it's presented so how are people supposed to know these things but it's not but it's not but it's not presented that way at all like the like you in fact if you look at if you look at the majority of anime other than other than being able to recognize that it's a japanese arts you know art style itself the people that are in animes don't really look japanese like almost ever like almost no characters ever well, look they japanese look, they look Amer- they look american with this weird it, there's like pieces of it, it's 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 just bizarre well, the how they style, do it the right? art way, style the way of, of anime it. has changed over over the last well, like however you know 30 years or whatever but yeah it's the way i see it is look at the anime that you're looking to convert and then do it based on the material full metal alchemist for example is based on German and like European that, yeah. characters. Yet, yeah. for some reason, they did all Japanese characters because it originated. I'm like, that doesn't kind of make sense. <laughs> like, that one, I can see you whitewashing all the characters because, honestly, they're supposed to be, like, European. Like, the names, all the characters, everything like that. Things like Ghost in the Shell, I was against whitewashing <laughs> because those characters were mostly Asian. They had Asian origins and all of that. And it was like, that one, I'm like, why are you guys whitewashing this for no reason? Like, well, These there is Asian a reason. Characters. No one's gonna go into the yeah. movie theater. Yeah, exactly. To, to some watch it. star, to a to some Japanese star. There is yeah. very, very few of them, and that's that's the problem. That's the problem. That's why they do it. The hurdle is definitely that people that are the diehard for the anime, the diehard for the source material, is that they it's hard for them to realize that these live action adaptations are largely not for them. The no. if you want. It's like uh, uh, something that I, could, I guess I can to bring this into you know gaming. Um, people often like if you li- I listen to the Giant Bombcast and people always ask uh, the guys there. Uh, often they'll be like, you know, would it? Do you think it'd be kind of cool if we had uh, X game from thirty years ago just brought back up and freshened up and slapped a new coat of paint on it and and we could do all these things, you know, A B C D and, and E again. And then the the general response is uh, no, because if you want that, you can get that right now. You just go play the game <laughs> that already exists. Uh, I listened to a cast a couple weeks ago, and somebody said, "How dope would it be if Road Rash came back?" 
and you know we could get and they and they said you know there's another game that came out but it's not really road rash because you couldn't do this this and this and then Jeff Jeff Gersman was like well you're just describing road rash just go just fuck go play road rash you did the, the nobody is going to buy road rash from 1994 in the year 2017 because it's the same game you just just go play road rash and the same thing is with this this anime and live uh, you know live action adaptation is that the live action is not made for the people that are necessarily the diehard anime people they're made for the people that would that's outside of that to reach a broader audience uh, than its original source uh, material would likely be for. That's who it's for. And 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 for the crossover people that aren't so hardcore about it that they give a fuck, that will go and watch the, the live-action adaptation. Uh, and that seems to be a bit of a hurdle, is that at the end of the day, it's not for... It's, if, if you're that hardcore about it, it's not for you. <laughs> they're, not, no. they're not doing that. If you want to watch Ghost in the Shell as Ghost in the Shell, go fucking watch Ghost in the Shell. I've got great news for you. They've remastered the ever living fuck out of it, and if you're so hardcore about it, you probably you already had a new still anime series. That was really the, good. Exactly. Just get, go watch a Ghost in the Shell. So, uh, yeah, that's. I agree. Uh, but to, to to bring it all back personally, yes, I'm interested to see what JJ does because obviously he has to be interested in it to have just come up out of the blue and been like, "Hey guys, I'm doing this movie." So we'll we'll see how uh, how that comes uh, comes around. James Cameron, um, who is neck deep in filming sixty seven Avatar movies and a handful of other related things, all at the same time, because apparently he figured out how to do that and still sleep and eat, uh, has doubled down on his comments about Wonder Woman. And we talked about this on the podcast back when he first made these comments. Uh, and how he believes Wonder Woman was a step back in terms of women in film uh, being represented as... Uh, he, he basically sees the Wonder Woman film as she's just a sex object and that's it. That's how he sees it. And then he compares uh, directly to, uh, you know, uh, what's her name from Linda... Oh, no, was it Linda? Was it from, the, from Terminator... Uh, Linda Hamilton. Yes, thank you. That's the name I'm looking for. Um, and said, you know, over here, we didn't sex her up at all. And she was doing like pull-ups in jail. And she, you know, we didn't, we didn't put her in revealing clothing, but she was still, you know, feminine and everything. And uh, while I'm reading his explanation and it's pretty lengthy, like he, he gives this pretty lengthy explanation (laughs) where he doubles down on this. Honest to God, all I can read out of it is, is James Cameron is saying, you can't be a strong female role unless you're not drop dead gorgeous. Because he he mentions this about uh, Gal, where you know she he he calls her out for having won, won Miss Israel or whatever, and said you know she's you know the most beautiful person out of this country, and you bring her in, you put her in here, and her suit is form fitting, and you know do you sexed her up and everything, and so blah, 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 blah. and so all I could think of, well I mean shit, what do you want a leather boot and fucking Wonder Woman's costume, and then then it's feminism, like then then we're making progress because the woman isn't good looking. Like, what kind of a fucking message is that supposed to be sending? Now we can only have, we can only have average-looking people in the in in on both men and female sides, so that we, so that we're making progress. 
with rights and, and, and what a strong female and male role can be. We can't all have jaw lines that cut granite and 46 pack abs and fucking just perfect friggin' tits and ass and just this godlike Adonis type shit. Now we can't do it. Like it just seems so stupid. Like it, it and it, and honestly, I, I'm lose. I lost a little respect for James Cameron because it's just such a dumb comment and he doubled down on it in the worst way possible by making it even more petty than his original comment was. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think it's ridiculous. I think Wonder Woman was amazing and, and a definitely not a step backwards for women in film. If anything, it was, uh, it was, uh, a pleasant surprise that it went over as well as it did. And it did as well as it did. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Um, honestly, for me, um, I don't know. I don't agree with his comments per se. He doubled down in the wrong place. I agree with you on that. Um, they're two different. They're two different things. Like Terminator and Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor and all that. Terminator is dystopian future about you know terrible stuff and all this other you know more realistically based. Wonder Woman's a friggin' superhero movie. There's image and other things that have been you know iconic since the sixties and seventies. You know, you can't go that far and change Wonder Woman for that purpose. So they picked an actress, actor, who, you know, portrayed that role, you know, realistically that people could, you know, they could reconcile what Wonder Woman looked like in the comics for 30 years, 40 years, 50, however long, with the actress. You know, there were some compromises they had to make there. This does not take away from Gal Gadot, you know, as an actress or anything. She was phenomenal in the role. And like you said, it didn't take away anything. I don't know. I, I kind of lost track of where I was going with that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, got away I mean, from it. I think I think there would have been some some merit to what James Cameron said if Gal Gadot came and completely butchered Wonder Woman, like if she was a horrible actress yeah. and she she just didn't hold her own physically or anything. She was just some some pageant queen that came in and uh, filled, her filled the world. But that wasn't the case. Um, in fact, it was the complete opposite. I thought she went in there. Uh, she she starred in her in her first major role. Um, she did it amazingly. The movie was well received. Um, she was astronomically underpaid for what she did. Um, I just thought she was amazing. I thought she she. You know, if if I'm if I'm a father and I'm taking my daughter to a Marvel movie and, you know, if I ever have a daughter, I'm a huge movie junkie. And so I like to go see movies and it it would be uh, amazing for me to take my child to the theater and experience a uh, film with my child. And but obviously I have to figure out what I can and cannot show a child uh, at certain ages. I think if you went in there with with a young girl um, and you were a parent that was okay with showing some violence and things like that, but it wasn't it, it wasn't like uh, rated R or blood getting splattered all over the places. It was a very PG thirteen PG, you know. Uh, it, it was very conservative. Less- sexualized than Scarlett it's, Johansson's Black exa- Widow, for example. Exactly. So, like you know, I would take my daughter to go see that and and leave um 
feeling good that she got to witness uh, a woman that was good looking, strong, held to her beliefs, wasn't being sexed up in all these scenes, uh, literally didn't have sex um, like, you know, on screen and just, you know, some humping, dumping type crazy shit. You know what I mean? I mean, there was <laughs> there was a scene with with with, with Chris, but I mean, it was. It was more of like a open the door and close the door type thing. It implied. wasn't. A, yeah, it was implied. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would definitely do that. And I mean, coming from somebody like James Cameron that made Titanic um, that had uh, a woman there that was sexed up and was shown beauty and laid there topless uh, for the paint and was getting screwed in the backseat of a car uh, you know, in the Titanic and was running around all wet all the time and all this other shit. It seems pretty hypocritical for him to come out and say things like that. I understand where he's coming from in terms of um, taking some hot chick. You know, I actually think she's one of the most beautiful women on the planet, period. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. I see where he's coming from. When a woman's that beautiful... You're almost rooting for her to fail because if not, she's just like perfect. Um, and I think James Cameron has two agendas. I think the first is he wants to bring light to his new Terminator movie where he's bringing back uh, the old stars from the original and actually making Terminator 3 uh, and disregarding, not saying any of the ones that came after Judgment Day was canon. So he's he's axing all that out and he's, he's actually going to make a, a real Terminator movie. Uh, so I think part of it is him advertising Terminator's return. And then also he's James Cameron. I mean, he is the God of film. He, he is the guy who has the top two most successful films ever created ever. And by a massive margin, not even a small avatar and Titanic have made so much money. Anything that James Cameron touches is is absolute gold and he only makes a movie once every bajillion years he produces a lot of shit he writes a lot of stuff but he only directs a certain amount of films so there's an ego about James Cameron and he also knows when he speaks people listen and so I think he's just trying to to bully his way in to make a an opinion um that isn't working here at all he does look like a moron um yeah, and I, I do I lose respect for James Cameron? No. I mean, he's an old dude. He's, what, probably in his 60s. Um, he's old-fashioned. I don't I don't hate on him for it, but he just he's an idiot. He, what he said there is just uncalled for and stupid. I think he might be a little bit jealous of the success that other films are having, and he hasn't had his heyday since Avatar, and he's working on four more Avatar films, for Christ's sake. So, you know what, James Cameron? Just go back into the fucking... Into the studio where you go and you create your new fucking IMAX camera oh, wow. that can do fucking 7D and you go and you go and, and break all the molds and we'll talk about how great you are in 2020 or 19 or whenever you're dropping Avatar 2. Uh, until then, keep your mouth shut. If you ain't got nothing good to say, then don't fucking say it, James Cameron, because people actually listen to what you have to say. <laughs> and what you're saying right now is fucking stupid. You're just an idiot. Why would you say something like that? The, yeah, no, she, I don't, I, she, she crushed it, and she's a great role model. Wherever she yeah. goes, she, whether it's on a talk show 
on yeah. social media. She never comes off trashy. She doesn't wear skanky shit. She isn't getting fucked by every A-star list actor. She isn't glamoring around and acting fool or taking fame to her head. She is the perfect, from what we see, or at least as she portrays herself, as the perfect uh, embodiment of what a, a, a female lead superstar in Hollywood should be. So I don't know why you're talking shit at all. He picked, this isn't he Gal picked, Gadot's fault. He picked the wrong one. Worst yeah. possible fight on that stupid. one. That was, not the, that was of, not the fight. To, that's not the hill to die Out of all of the ones he could have drawn from, he picked the worst possible fight to take up on that one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I haven't lost respect it's for like, his filmmaking prowess, obviously. I just mean... You know, based on what he's saying as a person, that's just stupid. I mean, I, I can't fathom. There's not like even a point. The, Go ahead. It's like when you're the guy, you just arrived at prison and you're like, you know what? I don't want to be the bitch. So I got to find the biggest guy and I got to go after him. That's what that's what he chose to do here. Yeah, he's definitely still looking like a bitch, though. I mean, that's just all he yeah. look, comes across as in this is just whining for the worst possible reason. I mean, it's just terrible. And it, and it and it also brings up the whole thing whereby and Jeff kind of touched on it a bit where there's uh, where I do I do feel for and this is going to sound really stupid for uh, I'm sure to some people, but I kind of feel for. Um, in, you know, attractive women who are also intelligent and and uh, and skilled or or talented, because apparently w- women live in a world of dichotomy where you're only supposed to either be intelligent and full blown, uh, profoundly retarded, or uh, or not attractive and talented. Like the the two things, and if you and if you're really attractive and talented, then all of a sudden, no matter what you do, it, you're just sexing it up. Like, how dare you come to this to this uh, quantum physics uh, emporium dressed like such a harlot? You're so good looking, and fuck you for having a PhD. Nah, this is, this is all oh, it ends up sounding like. It's it the people that complain about those things. It, it's an insecurity thing, I think. Um, I, I think a. a a guy like James Cameron who has it all, um, you know, he, he, he has everything. I mean, he, he runs, he doesn't run Hollywood, but when he shows up, it stops and, and he does his thing. I think he's intimidated by, by her. Um, I, 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 that's the only, it's, it's, it's an insecurity thing. I think anybody that complains and also, you know, women, uh, women have always been treated this way. In, in 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 every way um it it's 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 the it's the harsh reality of it i you know male male actors can can be attractive and intelligent in fact most really good uh looking actors are also known as to be intelligent people and and they got to where they did because of hard work and not their looks it's almost like their looks are second nature to the their abilities and when it comes to women typically it's their looks and let's be real here it is her looks. She wouldn't have gotten this part if she wasn't as gorgeous as she is. So, no, you know, no. you got to take it. You got to take it and give it. Most attractive women understand that. They understand that they can get with wealthier men. Uh, they they use their looks in every way. Not all women. 
and they're all, all shallow. But let's be real here. Most good-looking women know they're good-looking, and they use that to their advantage. Whether it is... Can I change that to good-looking people use that to their advantage? Because let's go. be real here. Dudes do the same thing. It's not I, like it's well, only I, women. I, 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 no, I've, I, and I agree with you, but I'm not going to go straight down the middle with you. I definitely think it's it's more abused on the women's side than the men's side. Um, and I don't think that is a biased look. I think it's just reality of it. Uh, women know guys typically. Yeah, you know, you're a good looking dude and you go in with confidence. But I think women feel a lot of women um, feel as though they have to up it up. Um, they're constantly in competition with other women around them, uh, and they they are constantly obsessing aw- about the way other women look and even how they are perceived, not only from men, but also women. Of course, there's men that are like that, too. And most of those men. Um, but but men typically aren't as insecure about their their appearance as as women are it's it's just a woman thing and i don't want to sound like a complete fucking dick here but it's just i'll be the guy that'll just flat out say it women understand the game any smart woman really understands the game and they will use that to their advantage it happens in hollywood it happens in the music biz it happens in real life um hell i know people in real life uh, guys that aren't the most attractive dudes that have extremely gorgeous women, and it's because the dudes are extremely wealthy, or they are they un they just there's there's a reason for it. I mean, that's just how that's just how 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 she goes. Um, I mean, we saw Hugh Hefner who just passed away for Christ's sake. You could see the women that surrounding him, and and uh, all these Instagram models and things like that. So I think instead of Women, uh, or I don't even. Gal Gadot isn't even complaining about this. I think she understands her position. She used she used her looks as leverage. There's nothing wrong with that. But one thing that that I uh, uh, commend her for is showing up and taking the role serious. She went in. She she studied the character. She she gave a great performance. She was an actual leading star actress. She did a phenomenal job. She presents herself with with grace and and uh, and 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 is a great role model to women out there. Unlike a lot of uh, women that would be very attractive that could go right into that role and do the complete opposite. Right. So um, I have nothing bad to say about Gal Gadot, and I'm I'm against James Cameron here. But let's be real. Uh, you know, there is a point to what he's making, but it doesn't apply in this situation. He's painting a brush. Oh, no, I, I, agree. I, ag- I agree. I agree that there is, there is definitely, and I mean, yeah, but I, it confuses me as to why he would bring it up anyway, because it's, it's not like, uh, it's just weird to me. It's, just, it's, it's, it's already a topic that's being covered. Uh, it's already a thing that's been around forever and it's been slow to, slow to change, but it is changing. And so if you're going to bring it up, you're one, you're going to sound like you're late to the party anyway. Yeah. And then two, to pick this of all things to go after was just like unbelievably ridiculous. Just so stupid. I think it has to do with uh, the Terminator movie and him bringing back the original strong yeah. woman, right? Because she Let was... Let me bring back Linda Hamilton, who was, fucking was like 60 about years old as now. just like 100 years old. She looks 60 when she was 24. Let me bring her back because... You know, she could she could bench press a, a fucking Honda Civic out in the parking lot in between takes. Yep. Uh, and and she's the good, strong, 
curse like a sailor, fucking kill everything that moves role model that today's women need. Oh, it's the same thing with with Alien. I mean, he's always been that type of guy that got actual strong physical uh, females that, yeah. you know, uh, that are, aren't the stereotypical super beauty um, other than, you know, Titanic. I feel like James, you know, I feel like James got burnt by some beautiful women in his life and now he's just taking it out 100%. on them. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, a, it's, an insecure, it's an insecurity thing for sure. James, James never batted north of a five and now he's salty about it and he just wants to get back yeah, at everyone like, that's on the like other side of the Megan border. It's not like it was Megan Fox who, who, was, who was playing Wonder Woman. Yeah. If it was like Megan Fox playing Wonder Woman, then sure, James Cameron, go out and say all the shit you want you to say it. because I'll yeah. be on board with you. But come on, this chick here just fucking murdered everything, dude. Just keep your mouth shut, bro. <laughs> let let them uh, have Star the movie. Trek. It was good. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Movie's great. Uh, Star Trek Discovery gets uh, finally shows up after all this talk and all this pomp and circumstance and the and people debating and debating. Uh, comes out mixed reception. I've I've seen uh, I've seen an almost fifty fifty split on how people feel about it, and that's before you even get down to how you get to watch the show uh, in the first place. Uh, so. It seems like the hardcore Trekkies are none too pleased about it because it's Star Trek has always been more of a, I guess the, the, the word of the day would be cerebral, uh, science fiction television show. Um, and not so much about the action so much as about the, the, uh, the politics of it all and the exploration, uh, segment to it. And then, and then also more of a, uh, a platform for social commentary on the current situation of humanity versus what would be an idealistic uh, humanity in the future. Star Trek used the platform more to push, uh, you know, black women in a leading role first kiss a black woman had on TV, uh, uh, pushing a woman as a captain uh, early on, bl- uh, you know, black man as a captain back in the 80s. Well, no, not 80s, 90s, early 90s. No, was Deep Space Nine like late eighties, early nineties? When was nine Deep Space Nine? Deep Space Nine was like ninety six, ninety seven. Oh, okay. was like ninety seven, ninety eight really? launch. Oh, okay. Or it might have okay. been ninety four, so ninety five. Like they they launched. Like I think it was earlier than next that. Next generation, yeah. Next generation was ending. It's like ninety, yeah. Right as DS nine was starting, yeah. Um, and then Voyager launched uh, like a couple 96, of months after ninety seven or next generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So. Anyway, that's that's basically what it's all all been about, and so a lot of the complaints I've seen is that they've stripped a lot of that out of Discovery, and um, it seems to be central to a single character instead of multiple characters, which is also what Star Trek was known for, uh, meaning a lot of the secondary characters are just kind of fodder uh, for the rest of the show, um, the and, and it just seems to be... Yeah, and it and it just seems to to uh, people also just didn't like the captain all that much, not because it's a a woman or anything, but because she's already you know been like this crazy hypocrite in the first two episodes, which is not really a great look for a captain <laughs> in the first in the first couple of episodes. Uh, so I saw a bunch of complaints. I saw a bunch of people that enjoyed it and took it for what it was. The people that enjoyed it um, tended to also mention the fact that it didn't feel like Star Trek. Uh, but they enjoyed it anyway, just as a form of entertainment. So it didn't feel like Trek to them. It felt more like a like a actiony Star Warsy type science fiction uh, bit. Um, and then, of course, 
and we can talk about it after uh, as well. I'll, I'll ask Panic. I don't know, Panic. Did you watch the the first two episodes? Um, I haven't watched it yet. Um, there's a bunch I want to say on it, but okay. If I start, I'm gonna go. So if Jeff or you want to say anything further, I'll let you guys. Okay, go so I'll, I'll go. get I'll get mine out. Jeff probably doesn't give a fuck to Star Trek. I, I, um, I just I just don't see the appeal in Star Trek. It is too yeah. There is just too much politics involved, and it's it it just seems like a very pretentious, not Star Wars. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a Star <laughs> Wars fanboy. It's just it's almost like they try too hard, and it's just not that interesting. It's it's all about exploration. But th- I find this the Star Trek that I've watched. And I haven't watched a lot of it, so I could be wrong. Yeah, but, I, yeah. but I have, I would say probably in my lifetime, I've probably watched 30 or 40 episodes of Star Trek, which is a fair amount. Okay. I mean, my dad used to varying watch it. Varying so versions. Varying versions Star Trek. all over. I think the yeah. vast majority of it was probably Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah. And I even tried to go back and watch it on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they I have just, them all on Netflix in Canada right now, yeah. Yeah, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And I, and it's, I find there's not a lot of actual split space exploration i think it's a lot of it is them moving around but it have a lots on the ship or like teleporting to another ship and it there's not a lot of actual like going on to planets and seeing different things like mm-hmm. i that, that has happened but it, there's not mm-hmm. enough of it i think on a, on a on a film that's all about exploration it would be real obviously budget wise it would crush budgets doing a whole new planet every time but you'd be dead yeah, yeah. but i mean it just it it just doesn't seem that it, it doesn't appeal to me. I, all I that totally, much. It's just I of, totally get you. Like it, it's a, it's there, there, there are several layers to science fiction and I wouldn't say Star Trek is entirely about exploration. I'd say, I'd say it's, 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 Unless you're talking about Voyager, but it's even but it's even in their their motto to go where no man has gone before or some well, shit, and th- th- yeah, they don't go it's, anywhere. It's just it, yeah, it, but it's it's about it's about the it, it is a politics thing in the in the realm of 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 interacting with other species and using it as a as an analogy for how we interact in yeah. reality yeah. with species here or like races yeah. here on Earth. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I get where you're as somebody on the outside going in, you, you know, you see Star Trek and one of the first things you're probably going to imagine is you're going to see all these planets and all these aliens and all this, you know, whatever. And then, and then the vast majority of the Star Trek shows that you would have come across except for Voyager, uh, Voyager was exploration first, politics second. Uh, and it was, I think probably the only one in the, of all the Star Treks that really did that. Um, it is definitely a politically dense show uh for for sure and so yeah i totally i totally understand uh where you're coming from uh for sure but uh the before i let panic go i'll get all of this out as well so that people all listening also understand where some of this is going to be coming from there's a lot of backlash because of how they're delivering this tv show so in the states you can only see this legally (laughs) you can only see this on cbs all access which is yet another on-demand service for CBS-specific content. Um, that is five ninety-nine to get basic access to it, but you still see ads. I'm going to say that one more time. Wow! You are paying for an on-demand service that still shows you ads at the entry five ninety-nine a month. I mean, I pay I pay for four K Netflix for up to five different people 
13 Canadian pesos a month after they just upped it like a dollar or something in this latest round. Mm-hmm. Uh, with way more content than CBS All Access is ever going to fucking have. And zero ads are involved. It is a it is a kick in the balls to go. Hey, yeah, you can pay us six bucks a month for only CBS All Access shit, but hey, we're still going to show you some advertisements at that level. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. The next level up before you get no ads is nine ninety nine. I think is what they have listed, and then you don't see any ads at that point. Uh, but that's just ten again ten dollars now. Now you're in, and now you're in. 4k netflix territory and and you're trying to get this for cbs all access is stupid but here's where it gets a little weirder so that's only in the states so america's getting fucked and then you go to canada we know what canada feels like now exactly so so the states are feeling the canada burn because canada now can watch it on the space network for just if you have cable and you have the space channel Guess what? You're seeing Star Trek Discovery. And if you want it on demand, Crave TV has it. And at least, once again, Crave TV being not a direct competitor to Netflix, but similar styling, you're going to pay less money for more variety of content, and now you get it on demand. For everyone else in the world, Netflix. Get fucked. Netflix is going to have it. So America is its primary, arguably its primary market is is going to be brutalized. How you how you shoot a series in the foot? Like I can't even imagine how how they ever decided that this would be an intelligent way to try and bring a new Star Trek in. You're already fighting an uphill battle bringing bringing a new Star Trek to Trekkies in the first place and even trying to expand beyond the fan base to people like Jeff. And then you're going to lock it behind CBS All Access where you too can watch CBS-specific content for $6 a month with ads and and try and get it that way. And then, and then the kick in the balls, Canada gets it on cable television <laughs> and the rest of the world gets it on Netflix. That's the biggest burn is the Netflix burn because yeah. it's another it's the on demand that everyone has that they're now starving America from for this CBS. It's nuts. So this show is going to die yes. uh, or they're going to backpedal on CBS All Access in a very short period of time because I want you to understand if you can't already I guarantee everyone already knows this. The pirating numbers for this show are going to be so much bigger than the people that are paying for CBS All Access, that it's going to dwarf it, and they're going to have to think twice about how they're tackling this this you know dissemination of their new TV show. So there you go. So there's all of your info. Panic, who I knew was going to have a, a lot to talk about on this one, giving you the floor. Show us what you got. Well, first off, I'm going to say, Jeff, you're 100% right in exactly what you said about Star Trek. Um, It is kind of highbrow, kind of pretentious. Um, And, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, you know, that's how TV shows were. You had like Knight Rider. You had all these shows that were like that. Um, And, and, you know, that's just how it's been. Um, Personally, as much as I would love to see new, fresh Star Trek now, um, I acknowledge at the same time that. Star Trek is not the kind of TV nowadays that's popular. You know, people want to go on an adventure with the characters. They don't want to have some highbrow interpretation passed down to them. Um, And on top of it, um, 
it's we're in a much more confrontational society now than we were when Star Trek originally came out. You know, Star Trek back in the day, especially Next Generation, they talked a lot about the you know, social commentary of, you know, society and issues, which is, again, part of the reason why it might be a little bit harder to get into. They didn't necessarily do as much exploring and going to, like, new planets and stuff um, as, you know, people would expect, you know, from a space exploration sci-fi series. You know, they, did, they had a lot of episodes, and, you know, arguably, I would say some of my favorite episodes were the ones where they delved into it. Um, there's, like, a season two episode, Measure of a Man, where they want to disassemble data, you know, to figure out how to make more of him. And it, they had a whole huge commentary. They, did, they didn't go anywhere. Happened all on the ship, but it was probably one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever. You know, they talked about a lot of interesting things. They, they brought up a lot of points about society and how, you know, people see each other. Um, that type of TV is not that popular nowadays, you know. It's not going to fly. People don't like being told how to think about things, how to, you know, look at, you know, analyze things. They want to come up with their assumptions or their beliefs, and they want to stick with it. That's just kind of how it is. That's my opinion on it. So, yeah, this show is going to tank, not just because of, um, you know, CBS All Access in this garbage, um, which is stupid, by the way. It's we're not in a we're not in a place where, you know, standard Gene Roddenberry Star Trek is popular. The old series will hold up and people will watch them. But any new series that launched is not going to really work. It's not going to be popular enough with what's in trending in TV now in style, because that's not what Star Trek was. And any old person, any older person who's watched the original Star Trek series, they're just going to watch it and be like, this isn't Trek. This is, you know, there, there's no winning for any series for Star Trek that comes out in the next couple of years. So as much as I would love it, I don't think Discovery is going to do well. It's not really a time and a place for Star Trek as much as we, we need it or, you know, the fans may want it. We're just we're just not there. Yeah, the movies are doing fine. I think the movies are great, and and yeah. coming from a guy that isn't a big Star Trek, I don't hate Star Trek. Um, I just don't see yeah. the appeal. But the movies are very well made because there is the more action. Not, it's more Hollywood. Yeah. It's more Star Wars. Like aren't Star Trek exactly in anything but name and characters. But that that being said, I go and watch all the Star Trek movies. I love them. You know, I love what JJ did with them. I love the thing. You know, I love that fix. You know, to me, it's not true Star Trek, but it's fun Star Trek. You know, it's something I can go and watch. I'll enjoy. For a TV series, that won't really fly. You know, for a TV series, I want that cerebral, you know, I want that social commentary. You know, I, I liked that style for a lot of the older Star Trek series. You know, I, I love my series of action and I would like to have, I feel like Voyager did like a good mesh of it. But, you know, I get where you're coming from, you know, but where I, you know, the Star Trek movies personally aren't really Star Trek in spirit, I would say. Yeah, they're just stripping the action of the parts of Star Trek and making it into a feature-length film, which is fine. That's why it works because it's a yeah. it's a feature-length film and not a a long-airing series that goes over the span of several seasons uh, where they can make that work. Uh, you know, it's I mean, even Game of Thrones is running into the into issues with that. How they're balancing their uh, or they they had it for a few seasons now where they're balancing their political side with how they're going to balance uh how much action they had and the budget re- you know problems they started running into and, and the time how many times can we characters aging yeah and like how you know how uh how are we how many times are we really going to be able to show the dragons on screen before we run out of our budget uh, or how many <laughs> you know how can we cram these two seasons in uh and and you know people are traversing 
weeks worth of travel in inside of you know what ends up being two days and all this just goes to shit and it's all burning around them um there's you know just unfortunately even for shows with the monstrous budget of game of thrones there's always going to be uh a bit of a of a of a problem there because like jeff said and like panic said people aren't necessarily interested in uh or not in, i shouldn't say people i should say not enough people are necessarily yeah. interested in the the super cerebral slow burn stuff that uh, that Star Trek would would do, but the problem that Star Trek has and why that cerebral type stuff might work for other types of series is that they don't have to worry about the the budgetary restraints of trying to put off a space exploration you know type environment. Uh, you can have. Uh, these super cerebral shows that are just held in downtown London because you're just walking around downtown London with a camera and Bob's your uncle. You're, you've, you've, you've done it. Maybe you have to spend a couple of bucks on pyrotechnics to blow up a truck. All right, you've done it. That's, that's the show, but you don't have to build out uh, uh, a bunch for CGI uh, ships and, uh, and, and, and special effects and crazy amounts of makeup and entire new worlds uh, where they take the ship down and and all this you know uh, extracurricular activity that would come along with the Star Trek series, so it's it is a bit of a a rock in the hard place. And I think I agree with what Panic said. We're right now we're not really in the place where Star Trek works. You would have to err again, like Panic said, on the on the <laughs> side of a Voyager where it's more exploration, less politics. But there's so many good shows out there. Like if oh, you're, so if, you're many. Gonna, if you're gonna put out a Star Trek show, you better damn well do it right. It's gotta be your A game. And and gotta it's gotta A-game. you gotta have a yep. budget, like a big ass budget for it, and you gotta not put it behind such thick paywalls. It's okay to put it behind Netflix because everybody's got Netflix. But if you're gonna be adding it to this service over here and that service over there, yeah. I mean, you just can't afford you people can't afford to be buying three or four different services at five to ten bucks to a that. pop they yeah, they just and it's it's just an inconvenience as well it's like e- even outside of money it's just like no dude i'm not doing that like i'm gonna go over to pirate bay or whatever torrent site is up and running right now and i'm gonna download the show and i'm gonna watch it that's the only way i'm gonna do it and you're not gonna make any money from that so rip is just dumb if if they were going to do a Star Trek show, it should have been a Netflix exclusive and they should have yeah. just crushed it. And that's it. And it would have done well just because of how many people have Netflix. Like pe- there's so many people out there that have Netflix that watch everything, not because it's just Star Trek. So the ones that love Star Trek probably already have Netflix anyway, but other people that like myself that it would just be sitting in bed going, "What should I watch?" It's like, "Oh, start Ah, uh, I do. Yeah, I, I don't really could think go right now. I could go for some sci-fi right now. You know, what? I'm going to give this a fucking try, and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try it. And if it sucks, I'll never watch it again. But if it's great, then I get then I get to binge it, and I and I get to talk about it with my friends and tell them to go watch it on Netflix and and how easy it is to consume. But no, they decided to go the most hardest way possible on a show that really just doesn't appeal to the masses right now. We got shows out like Game of Thrones. Like, what are you doing? No one wants to see your boring... I mean, not no one, but there are very few people out there that are willing to jump hurdles, climb buildings, jump off said building, and then run five miles to watch your Star Trek show. 
I mean, someone as big of a fan as Panic is of the series hasn't even watched your show yet. That's a problem. I'm not going to bother. That's a problem. All right? That's... If I'm not going to go, if you're not going to go do it, I sure as fuck. Why are you going to waste your time? I'm not going to go like, are you gonna gonna watch it. Well, that's, I don't that's, that's what I'm saying, right? If like, if, if, if you can't even get the, like, if you're doing Star Trek, you better at least have the Trekkies nailed down and oh, yeah. worry Giant about everyone Trekkie. else later. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you yeah. can't, if you can't lock down people that are fans of the series to begin with, then you done fucked up royally beyond ways that you're ever going to be able to pull back. That's yep. just that's just brutal, absolutely yep. brutal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, I uh, feel that's... like before we nope, one go thing ahead. before yeah, we do, it. I honestly think they did this intentionally as a conspiracy theorist because everyone's been clamoring for oh, do Star Trek on TV again? So CBS kind of like yeah, we'll just do kind of half ass so that people will friggin' shut up about it. <laughs> and then yeah, like, you know it'll well, fail. We'll be like oh yeah, no, we tried with Discovery, but no, no one wanted it. That's like that's like the the stance that you have with like Final Fantasy VII remake, where it's like people asked for it forever and ever and ever, and now that and now that it's died down a bit, and they're doing it, and they're doing it in the way that nobody ever asked them to do it. They they have the footing to say, "Well, we fucking told you so," and you're like, "Well, no, it's not that. You just fucking put your 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 you, you know shit your out. shit where it didn't belong, and you friggin' put it in episodic content, and it's all in a, in a way that's not what we wanted. But you're gonna say it was anyway, so fuck yourself. Maybe maybe they're just trying <laughs> just, to push. I think probably what it was they're trying to push their their CBS pay the it's pay thing. Well, and they they're go, trying to get people they go, on. Okay, yeah. well here's a big franchise that people are asking for. If we put it on this, this was probably this will boost the numbers up in some way. Um, people will check out the other shows that we have on the network, and maybe this will create some buzz instead of just giving it to Netflix. Uh, but I think they're realizing pretty quick that. But uh, that's the funny thing. No. They gave it to Netflix. Yeah. Just everywhere outside of North America. Yep. <laughs> Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna definitely take a break now before side B. Uh, so if you're here on Twitch or watching, uh, well, if you're on Twitch, you don't, you don't have to wait a few minutes. If you're on YouTube or you're listening to us, uh, on iTunes or Google play or wherever else you're listening to us, podcast addict, everything in between, uh, then uh, you're going to have to wait until side B is released, but we do appreciate you stopping by and listening as always. And we hope you've, uh, you've enjoyed yourselves, but yes, for those on Twitch, you can just sit tight and we'll be back in a few minutes for everyone else. We'll see you on the next one. And until then... Peace.